This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to the We BR Podcast, Women Empowering Baton Rouge. This podcast is an initiative of Mayor Sharon Westenbroom's Women's Advancement Commission. Welcome, this is Mayor Sharon Weston-Broom, and you are listening to the We BR Podcast, an initiative of my Women's Advancement Commission. Our show will air the first and third Wednesday of each month. We invite you to listen and subscribe to our podcast by visiting www.podcast225.com or by listening through the Apple Podcast app. Today, I am joined by my co-host, Dima Gawi, a Women's Advancement Commission member and author of Breaking Vases, a sought-after speaker and a professional coach. Thank you, Mayor Broom. It is a pleasure to be here and to serve as part of the commission. Today, our guest is Katie Patton-Pryor, Executive Director of the Baton Rouge Film Commission. With a background in marketing, PR, politics, and film, Alabama native and LSU graduate, Katie started as executive director of the Baton Rouge Film Commission in April of 2017. The new state production initiatives went into effect in July 2017, and Baton Rouge is back on the map for film and television production. Since coming on board, Katie has been working to spread the word and set the stage for a sustainable local film economy. Katie, welcome to the WeBR podcast. Thank you so much. It's an absolute honor to be here and to be with two women I admire so much and love your book, of course, every version. Thank you. And, uh, and Mayor Broom, thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Well, Katie, uh, I'm glad to have you. In fact, I, I said, you know what? We got to get Katie on the podcast. Something that happened in one of our prior podcasts, we were uh, discussing film. And so I said, yep, we got to get Katie on oh, the thank you. podcast. Uh, now, my first question is going to uh, be about your journey and how you came to do this work in Baton Rouge. I know a little bit about that. <laughs> You're <laughs> asking the, for the class. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Well, why don't you uh, unfold some uh, uh, some telling um, remarks about that? So as uh, Dima kind of said in my introduction, I have a different assortment in my background, film, politics, PR. And at the time, you know, there's definitely a vein that runs through those that are all very similar, but I didn't realize those would all converge to meet in one particular job, which was fantastic. It's what a film commission needs. And so I had the honor of joining your administration in 2017. It's been right under two and a half years, and it's been an incredible incredible experience so and so um i've learned that a lot of people we assume that people know about all these different entities right that we have in the city and parish but tell our listening audience a little bit about the film commission and and what their mission is i'm very glad you asked because i feel like when i do tell people that we that i run the film commission the next question is so phone commission what is that (laughs) no it's a film commission so as part of the um economic development effort there is a creative community in baton rouge and i think louisiana and baton rouge specifically has such a strong creative community and storytelling community um And this is one more facet of it. And what we do is market the city to bring in production, support production once they're here, support the local film economy and the local film growth as well. And I've been told that what I do is all the unglamorous parts of film, but I enjoy it. A lot of it's logistics planning. If we're shutting down a road or blowing something up or, you know, setting gunfire off the (laughs) battleship destroyer in the 
and the Mississippi, making sure no one thinks we've started World War Three, um, things like that. So it's it's to bring production in and grow the local creative co- community and, and uh, economy for film. Yeah, I remember when um, Tom Hanks uh, was doing his movie here, and we had to um, get some of those uh, boats. Uh, this well, a little bit more than boats. The the barges, barges with the cameras, yeah. Yeah, and we had to the other um, recreational mm-hmm. uh, boats that come in, the steamboats. Um, that's what you call them, right? Yes, yeah, yeah those steamboats that come down the Mississippi. They come down the Mississippi. So we had to talk with them, communicate with them about kind of uh, pausing before they came into dock. It was, it was something like Yeah, that. no, it was absolutely that. And you were an absolute dream um, <laughs> and still have a great reputation with that entire team because I got a call. Uh, there are no work hours in this job. So I got a call at 11 o'clock at night from the producer of that film that said, we have a problem. We have a steamboat in a World War II movie. And um, they're like, we'd really like to talk to the mayor tomorrow. And I was like, tomorrow? Sure. Um, But Mayor Brew made time for us and your entire office just logistically came together and made everything work and made all parties happy and put everything at peace. It was absolutely incredible. And that's actually one of the biggest marketing points we have in our office is the concierge style service you get as a production here, as opposed to when you go somewhere like a New York or in LA where you, you, you don't have everybody kind of gathering to help make this happen. Absolutely. I love it. And I'm always fascinated when Katie tells me about the famous actors and actresses that <laughs> yeah. come to Baton Rouge. So who else did you get to meet? Um, I've got I've gotten to meet a handful of people, a handful of actors, but I'd have to say for me particularly, the, I, the more of the star of the show for me are the executive producers and the directors and the art directors and the people that make this vision happen. Um, when you have those conversations with the actors, it's very premeditated. They know that I'm as a film commissioner going to say, thank you so much. This is the economic impact. This is, and they're going to say, Oh, we've had a great time. And then usually I'm like, all right, real talk. Where have you eaten? Cause we have the best food. Yeah. You know? so yeah go immediately wanted, to that. Yeah. 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 I remember when uh, Tom Hanks was here, he was uh, very impressed by the work that was going on at Pennington. Very much so, yeah. Because he is a diabetic, right? Mm-hmm. He's challenged with uh, diabetes. And so um, so um, that was very interesting. But at any rate, so now people have a frame of reference in terms of what's going on uh, with the uh, Film Commission. Let's dig a little deeper and talk a little bit ab- about you uh, get into the personal side of Katie. Okay, guys. So, you know, you talked about all how your life has evolved. You talked about a vein that you've seen um, throughout your life. So what is the greatest lesson that you've learned in your career? Greatest lesson I've learned in my career, I'm going to have to say connecting. So I don't know if it's, you know, the social media or the way that just general communication has changed over the years as the fast pace. Um, But I feel that in every industry across the board, we lack a certain amount of true connection and embracing experience and engaging with one another. And I'm fortunate because I get to meet so many people in the creative industry. And I think that comes a little bit more naturally to that group. But if, you know... if you meet somebody at an, at an event, you have a great conversation and they say, hey, let's grab a cup of coffee. 
it's not just a compliment, like get their card, go have coffee, engage with that person, experience that person and, and collect these stories and meet these people. So I would say the greatest lesson in, in my life and in my career has been to truly connect with people because in the end, we're really just a sum of the experiences that we've had and the people are those experiences, right? Well, yeah, that's wow. a great way to phrase Boom. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. That's drop, how do I drop this microphone? <laughs> yeah. Write that down. So what are you most proud of? Most proud of? Well, not to be a one-hit wonder here, but I'm going to go back to my successful answer of the first one and lean on that. It's connecting. I've, you know, I've different if I look back on my life as a resume or as a personal journal, the different phases of my life, I still have people from each group that I'm, that I'm close to coworkers and people I've met through work or whatnot. I've cultivated those. And, and, um, I really believe in the, the human experience of connecting to people. And I'm very proud of the fact that I'm still friends with former employers and coworkers and people from every school I went to and every program I've done and all that. So I'd say, that's my little shout out to myself. The connections I built. I think I think uh, Katie is so humble with her answers. She's you're so much more. Of course, connecting is so important, but um, people may not realize all the amazing work she does to empower women. And uh, some of the funny stories that Katie tells me whenever she has a woman that comes to interview uh, for her, and if the woman is not negotiating the salary, or <laughs> if she's accepting whatever Katie's offering her, Katie would say, okay, let's pause, let's practice this again, and she would help the woman practice in order to help her re- recognize her value. So that I think that is something we're all proud about to have you do. Well, thank you. Absolutely. Would you like to take the rest of the questions? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And, and so I'm sure your advice for other women is uh, connected to what you just shared with us. But do you have some specific advice for other women? Um, to Dima's point, yeah, my, my advice is probably twofold to women. One, learn to negotiate, uh, whether that's a book, a class, a mentor, learn to negotiate. I think it's a skill that's very important, very overlooked, very rarely taught. Um, even in MBA programs, it's not as taught as you would think. Um, know how to calculate your value, know how to stand behind it, know what your time is worth, know what you bring to the table and be able to discuss that. I think a lot of people walk into a negotiation thinking it's going to be an argument. And really, it's just a, a declaration of facts and an evaluation of the situation. So, And then the second part of that would be send the elevator back down. If you go up one I love floor, that. Write that down too. Thank you. So if you go up one floor, if you go up all the way to the top, whatever you do, send the elevator back down. You don't have to ride the elevator back down, put everybody on it and bring them up. You don't have to save the world, but send the elevator back down for other other women, other people. That's yeah. such an amazing visual. It is. I will it never is. forget it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Wow. I love that. I'm going to put it in my book. I'll give you, I'll attribute it to you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm going to write that in my book. Uh, so... Closing comments. What what message do you want to leave our our listeners? Let's discuss how to use a four way stop. No, I'm just <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's relevant right here in Baton Rouge. <laughs> um, I would say, and leaning on my personal experience, you know, it's 
it's funny because you get advice your whole life. Um, and at some point in your life, in your career, in your personal life, you find most of it relevant. Everything from, you know, wear sunscreen to show up early to, you know, all that. But um, for me personally, I would lend the advice that there's a lot of pressure to have your vision board and to know exactly where you're going and to work towards that. And I, I think there's a lot of pressure for women, especially in that regard. And if you don't know exactly where you're going, but you just kind of have a general idea on which direction, that's okay. Uh, whatever your job is in that moment, do it to the absolute best of your ability. Soak in all the resources from that particular career and that particular job. Uh, hard work gets noticed and you'll expand your skill set. And then eventually you'll have a skill set that fits a job you didn't know exists. I absolutely adore my job and didn't know about a film commission until maybe three careers ago and three jobs ago. And then it was still three jobs before I wound up there. So I think it's just even if you don't know exactly where you're going, perfect yourself along the way. Great advice. Great <laughs> advice. Great Another advice. Wow. Thanks. Great advice. Well, Dima, you have the, the big question. Yes. Ooh. This is our, one of our favorite questions. If you have a guest visiting Baton Rouge for just 24 hours, where would you take that guest? So I actually have real life experience to pull from here um, <laughs> because I've had family and friends who were on the way to somewhere for work and they would stop here. And then uh, with work, you have a lot of people where you have maybe, you know, someone's coming in to scout for production and you have anywhere between five to 15 hours to sell them on the city. So j those are a little bit easier because those people come in looking for the location where they're going to film. So obviously we'll tailor it to whatever their interest is. Um, and then I try and find out one hobby or interest of the person that's coming. For example, we had a guy come in looking for a film and he was big on jazz music. So, I mean, I ran down everyone who was playing. I said, these are everybody who's playing tonight where you want to go. And then we had a guy come in. He was a big uh, history buff and, mm -hmm. and specifically in politics. So we went to the old state Capitol and did the whole tour of all that. So I try and tailor it to interest. But if you're here for 24 hours, you're going to eat. <laughs> so right. it really exactly. comes down to where am I either taking you to dine or cooking for you? Yeah. So that's, uh Oh, yeah. oh, and she's amazing. Wait, Katie, you oh. know, you owe me, right? You, you come, come over, over to dinner me. anytime you want. Okay. I'm going to do that, but I need you to come over to my house. Oh, Oh, oh I'll and, bring dinner. <laughs> and, and you and Mr. Broom, the first gentleman, I need you all to, I want to see uh, a chef's cook off. Or oh, I would in my <laughs> kitchen. Remember we talked about We that. did. We did. Okay, and I am, I would happen. love to do that. I would love to. I feel like the judging might be biased, but oh. I'm not going to judge. I'm going to just eat <laughs> and Perfect. enjoy. I would love to. Would love to. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Katie. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to the We BR podcast, an initiative of my Women's Advancement Commission. Our show will air the first and third Wednesday of each month, and we invite you to listen and subscribe to our podcast by visiting podcast225.com or by listening through the Apple Podcast app. Thanks for listening to the We Be Our Podcast, Women Empowering Baton Rouge. This podcast is an initiative of Mayor Sharon Weston Broom's Women's Advancement Commission.